0: The Bible Study Podcast, episode 441. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Matthew with chapter 16. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on with chapter 16 here, which starts with this, a demand for a sign. The Pharisees and Sadducees came to Jesus and tested him by asking him to show them a sign from heaven. He replied, when evening comes, you say, it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, today it will be stormy, for the sky is red and overcast. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation looks for a sign, but none will be given it except the sign of Jonah. Jesus then left them and went away. Now, what's the problem here? The Pharisees come to Jesus and they say, show us a sign. That doesn't seem that unreasonable. If he is who he claims to be, which it's not clear exactly who he claims to be here, but he claims to be more than just a teacher. Who is he and where does this authority come from is definitely one of the things they've been wrestling with. Why not just do a card trick and show them who he is. Now, one of the reasons why not is that he has already done many signs and that none of them seem to have made a difference in the Pharisees or Sadducees believing in him. So the question is, does he not show them a sign because he knows that it won't do any good? Or does he not do a sign because he doesn't want them to believe? Why doesn't Jesus show them a sign? One of the things that I run into with doing ministry in, inside, in a jail situation, or in juvenile hall in my case, is that sometimes what people are looking for when they come to Bible study is not faith, but magic. And when I say magic, I don't mean they are looking for me to teach them card tricks, and I don't mean that they are expecting that I'm going to, you know, saw somebody in half, but they're looking for God to just fix all their problems because they came to Bible study. They don't—they aren't looking for doing the work that it's going to take them to change, and they're not looking for establishing a relationship with God, which is what God is looking for. They just want God to fix things so they can go get out and then really with the intention that when they get out, they'll continue to behave just as they always have. They're not looking necessarily to change. And this isn't all the guys, definitely, but it's definitely some. And I run into it all the time, and I'm I'm not surprised by it. And I wonder if that's part of the problem with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. I don't get the impression from all that we have seen so far of them that they're coming to Jesus with a desire to change, with a desire to, if you will show us a sign, that's really the only thing that's keeping us from reaching out to God in this way that you were describing. And part of the evidence for that is that Jesus goes on and he says, When they went across the lake, the disciples forgot to take bread. Be careful, Jesus said to them, Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. They discussed this among themselves and said, It is because we didn't bring any bread. Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked, You of little faith, Why are you talking among yourselves about having no bread? Do you still not understand? Don't you remember the five loaves for the five thousand and how many basketfuls you gathered? Or the seven loaves for the four thousand and how many basketfuls you gathered? How is it that you don't understand that I was not talking to you about bread, but be on the guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They then understood he was not telling them to guard against the yeast used in bread, but against the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Elsewhere in the Gospel, Jesus uses yeast again as illustrative of that small bit of yeast that you add that changes the whole loaf. It changes the whole characteristic, how different bread is with and without yeast. And so it takes a while for the disciples to get there, but that's what he's saying. He's saying, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, there's something about their teaching that you need to guard yourself against. There's something about the way they're going about things that you need to be wary of, which is probably why Jesus responded as he did when they demanded a sign. Now, let's talk for a second here about the disciples, now the disciples, remember, are the ones who wrote this down. Matthew, who wrote this version down, was one of the people who was there at the time and was probably one of the people who was saying, is he talking about this because we didn't bring any bread? You know, and you have really have to give them credit. that The disciples were trying to tell the story, and they're trying to tell it Accurately, and they're trying to get out the message about Jesus, and they're not as concerned about how they will be portrayed in the story. Because Matthew's own version basically says we were pretty dense. Now, that may not seem that unusual to you, but I challenge you to read some of the other literature of the time. Particularly, for instance, read the history of Josephus. And Josephus is telling you a story about the history of the time, but it's pretty clear that his favorite character in that whole story is Josephus, and that he is writing it very much intending to represent a very specific point of view. There's no humility in it at all, and I don't think that is uncommon for literature at the time. And so, this is a little different. As Matthew is writing this gospel, he's not trying to tell you that Matthew is pretty terrific. He's trying to tell you, you know, Matthew sometimes didn't get it. Matthew sometimes and the other disciples, we sometimes were pretty darn clueless. And the reason why he wants to tell you that is he wants you to understand that even if you don't get everything right now, it's okay. Neither did we. And, you know, we'd spent two years with them. at this point. We had seen these miracles of the feeding of the 5,000 and the feeding of the 4,000. And frankly, when we didn't get it, sometimes it really frustrated Jesus. But we eventually understood that he was saying it's the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Now, what is the problem with the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees? We've talked about what their teaching is, what the goal of their teaching is. They didn't want to see the people of Israel again get sent into exile. The Pharisees in particular came about in that time between the Testaments, the intertestamental period, as a party that wanted to look toward the purity of the faith so that we didn't forget God again like we did, and so we didn't have to go through what we went through again, which sounds great. But the problem they have is they're so careful with all of the rules. You know, what is it that it means to work on the Sabbath that Jesus keeps running into them and he keeps running into them because they forget that the rule is not the most important thing. They forget that the reason why God put rules in place like not working on the Sabbath was for the benefit of man, that God was looking out for us. And so Jesus gets in trouble for doing things like healing, which are clearly good for someone, on the Sabbath because they're saying, oh, you're, you're, you're working and that's a problem. And their problem is they don't understand God. There's something very basic about their understanding of God that is off where they think that just following these set of rules without understanding why God gave them is going to get them in his good graces. And they're so far off from not understanding God that they're about to reject his son. Just later on in this chapter, Jesus will again and very obviously predict his own death. And it's at the hand of the elders and the chief priests and the teachers of the law, at the hand of these people. They so miss the point of all of the things they've been studying that they didn't get God. And it becomes such a dividing point between them and Jesus that they will plot for his death. They're already plotting for his death. They're already missing out on what God has sent, this Messiah, this Son of God, because they don't have the mind and the heart of God. Now, I say that because it's important for us to remember as the people of God that being a Christian isn't about just doing this or just not doing that. That's what they thought. Being a Christian is about being in relationship with God and allowing that relationship to work in us in the same way that that yeast works through the bread to change us. So that we behave as he would behave, so that we love as he would love, so that we think like he would think. And his church is still called to that. His church is still called, we are still called to be Christ in this world, to be Christ to this world, to be Christ for this world, because God still loves those outside of the church, too. And that's the other thing that they often missed. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, Pinterest, or Instagram as Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening.